Why do we say Vale? Should I actually Google it right now? Yeah. Actually, do we need to? Well, I want to know now. Okay. Vale. Well, I could have just searched Vale in English. Vale meaning. Vale death. Meaning. Farewell. Farewell. That's kind of sad. Mm. Yeah. That is actually really sad. That is sad. I guess the, mm. you know, I suppose we open the episode today with like a trigger warning as we discuss, mm. you know, mental illness yeah. and the likes. Through the passing of um, Paul Green last week. So just a bit of a reminder, everyone, like it's okay to go out there, go out and seek help and, you know, talk to someone if you're going through no troubling patch or a troubling time. Um, you know, as the saying goes, like it's not weak to speak. Absolutely. Um, Paul Green, obviously still a very relevant, um, person in the rugby league community and obviously someone who had a positive impact on a lot of people. Um, he had a very successful career, both player and coach. Mm. And, you know, just to, just to hear that he passed last week at, at only 49 was so, it was so sad and such a shock, I think to everyone, Mm. um, and, you know, every time these things come up, it serves as a bit of a reminder, like that, as you said, it's not weak to speak. No. So, I don't know, I suppose today at least me and Xander would, you know, just like to present that reminder to everyone again. And, yeah. you know, I, I truly hope that, you know, none of my close friends or, or anyone in my my close circle is suffering in silence. Um, yeah. And if they are, I implore you to, to reach out and, 100%. you know, to speak to someone, whether it's me and Xander or... Any, Someone closer close to, to you, you, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, yeah. sister, whoever. Speak out, you know. That's all I like, think, yeah. yeah. You don't know how much it can help until until you do, but it's very sad. Absolutely. Ballet Paul Green. That's right. What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Barflies Podcast, episode 48 today. I'm joined always by my good friend, comrade, Alexander Russell, on a fine, well, not that fine, semi-overcast Monday afternoon. Mm. It, uh, you know, just because it was like that, mate, I had a wonderful morning this morning. For me and Cody, it is our Saturday, Sunday, you know, it is a pairing of days off for the two of us, uh, and, you know, I got after it this morning. Yeah? I Fucking got after it. Got up early. Um, had to do like a, a photo thing for work because um, they were farewelling like the ex-owners. Um, so they got heaps of staff to do like a big photo on Shelly Beach. Oh, nice. What time was that? That was at uh, 7.30. Afterwards, up early, I'll go for a run. I'll go for a swim. Did Now I'm here doing the podcast and then I'm going to go home, hopefully do some uni work. That's the plan. Nice. That's a successful day. How, that's a W of a day. That's if you a ask W. Me. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how good is a a morning run into a morning swim? <laughs> like seriously, if you want to talk natural serotonin, oh mate, you don't need any dance enhancers when you can go and do that, <laughs> yeah. mate. That's the good stuff. 
That is the good stuff. It's so fucking and, good. you know, at times the sun peeking out this morning um, and post-swim, when you're just like, like that feeling of going from cold to all like warmed up. Yeah. You know, like the lizard I am. You know, I was loving every second, but it's so. all I I've been craving going for like a winter swim the last couple of days, actually. So mm. maybe I'll go tomorrow. Got another day. Go off. tomorrow, mate. It's uh it was fantastic. Mm. Shelly Beach, you know, as cringy as this sounds, is probably the closest sort of thing you can get to like Europe in Sydney. Yeah, you're not actually the first person I've heard say that. It's yeah. more it maybe not well Shelly Beach, but it's more the 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 bower part yeah. I think yeah, yeah, is yeah, what yeah. people always say, um, and I think just because it's so like it's like crystal clear. crystal clear blue water yeah. almost all year round yeah, because um, there's no sw- like there's not really much there's no real swell there yeah anything, um, but I didn't swim there I swam in the pool at Collaroy. oh okay so like, I just yeah, yeah. but, but like also there for sure great spot great spot great spot uh you know that was. Sort of the only thing that kept us sane during lockdown. Yeah. Was like going to the beach. Ocean swims. Must be nice. You live on the northern beaches. Yeah. Sorry to all my friends out It is nice. Out west. Yeah. But you know what I mean. No. It was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> fuck, a good, we had it tough. Yeah, fuck, we had it tough. <laughs> Getting coffees and going to the beach like every day. <laughs> Dude, I hate that. Getting paid by the government to fuck all. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Oh, don't. Oh, don't make me. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of getting paid by the government, it's tax time. Tax return season, baby. Oh, have you done yours? I've done mine. I did it for last year as well. Yeah. I forgot. So you got two years of tax. Yeah, though. I think this, the, when you leave at a certain time, it like deducts off it. Right. I think. Someone so just said that money. to me. That's all 100% speculation. Yeah. I lost money on one, but I... But it's like... Do you want to tell us how much you got? Or you don't want to say that? I'll keep that privy. Thank you very much. Okay. You can uh, tell me after. I'll tell you after. <laughs> um, it's a lot, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. What, is it, what, a, what, what a season. What a time. Mm. The tax return. I know people, you know, you've kind of... There's only really two tactics with the tax return. The first one being save your money. And you just, you borrow it away. You know, that just goes straight into the savings account. Or, you know, maybe saving up for a holiday goes into that. The other option is just to steam through it. (laughs) Is to burn through that puppy as (laughs) soon as you can, which I know people who have already done such things. Just just tap that card like it is nothing else. Like it's going out of fashion. Just bing, 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 go for it. No regrets. No regrets. You know, you're gonna and you know what? You're gonna have a pretty good time. Until it goes. So why not, I say? You only live once. But you also lose out on, you know, free money, essentially. Well, not free. You already work for it. But, you know. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to add Avo to my Eggs Benny today. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm getting the $6 sides. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Exactly. I'll have a large coffee. Why not? I'll get it's tax time. Okay. <laughs> it's tax time, baby. Treat yourself. <laughs> I still haven't done mine. I don't know. I'm really bad sometimes at like just general life admin. It's something that I like to put off. You know I what? I have to do it. The thought of life admin <laughs> is is the hardest part about doing the admin. Getting over, oh, i got to do my doctor turn. Like, oh, that's going to take ages. <laughs> and you literally, I was like that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give myself a night. Boom. Tonight's a night. Tax return time. Yeah. <laughs> I did it in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Both. I did both in a minute and I was done. And I was like, huh. And I G'd <laughs> myself up to do this 
bit of life admin only for it to take a minuscule of time. And will you take anything out of that experience? Absolutely not. <laughs> Probably not. I'll do the same thing next year. Um, well, I do that about everything. And that's why I'm laughing so much at it because it's so relevant for me. It's like I will put off the, mice, the most minute of tasks for weeks. Yeah. Things like taking the bin out in my room. You know what I mean? I'll just let it get too full. Very small task, bringing it downstairs. It's not hard. It's a big task. In my, yesterday I did it and I was like, I feel so much better now. I don't know why I didn't just do that a week ago when I needed to. I know. It's just like, it's just craziness. Like that kind of stuff. But to be fair though, sometimes that stuff builds up and you're like, all right, today's the day. Today's and you write, day. you write a list yeah. and then you do it all and you're like, I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm a fucking king. Like, yeah. I can do it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You feel so good when you do it as well. You know, that's what real adulting is. Obviously by this conversation, you can tell. We're not real adults yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. We'll get there one day. But until that point, yeah. Well, in saying that, speaking of life admin and, you know, maybe I will, you know, touch base with an old segment of ours that you guys might remember, love and hate. Oh, here we go. <laughs> because I had a plumber come around this morning and fix the water pressure. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this, this, this is game changing for Cody's house um, because... My okay, no, actually, you go, you tell. Well, no, it's funny from your perspective, okay, because it's your singular qualm with the house. Okay, I I don't mind about the decor of the house. I don't, you know, I don't. I like I like Cody's house, right? and, and I'd argue that it's gotten to a point now where there's not much to complain about. No, like we've got this, the essentials. It's got plenty of character. This yeah. house, you know, there's a lot to like. However, one qualm, and it it is very, I find it very frustrating, is. Is the poor water pressure that comes out of the tap. Yeah. It takes about 30 minutes to fill up a cup of water. It's, it's. And there's no hot water. There's no hot water either. No, it is just like, it just, you know, shouldn't live like that. If you come down to fill up your drink bottle in like the middle of the night, mm. you need a pencil in like a 10 minute block. You could it. probably, yeah, you could probably actually get your life admin done while the water bottle is filling up, <laughs> to be fair. You could, you could like go put your water bottle under the tap, turn it on, mm. duck back upstairs, you know. You could do your car rego, insurance, tax return. You could do it all. You could do it all. Maybe, maybe even run up and grab a couple of groceries yeah. while it's filling up. Go up to Woolies. See how I'm feeling. Yeah. And it will probably just be finished when you get back. Well, you'll probably get in time, probably get back in time to stop it overflowing for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, alas. Alas. You know, the, the modern man's Jesus. Yeah. The plumber. Yeah. Has come by. He does work miracles. He, it took him, I want to say... A minute and a half to fix. Did you watch him fix it? Not really. I watched him kind of at the... He walked in, unscrewed the tap and went, no hot water? And I went, no. And then he like turned... He unscrewed it so there was no filter or anything. Water's coming out at a normal pressure. He holds his hand there for like 10 seconds. He's like, yep, there's the hot water. And then I don't know, I think he changed the filter, twisted it back on and... Boom, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Happy days. And you know what? It is a... It's a, a glorious day for that to happen. And it's one of those things where, like, obviously for me in that situation, all I had to really do was call my real estate agent. That's, ma that's maybe maybe a, a two-minute task. But, but again, the mental capacity to get into the state to do that. Mm. And it's ironic because the mental, like, the, the mental energy you take up thinking about actually doing the task is far more significant, yeah, yeah, significantly more strenuous than the task itself. And not having any hot water in that tap and coming out a drop every minute, yeah, 
is even more frustrating. Yeah. And strenuous. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know. Episode 48, white boys navigate their privilege. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Here we go. Um, but, yeah, other than that, not much Where happened. How's your weekend? Weekend was good. I was actually, I was very well behaved this weekend. Um, lost our final game of the soccer season. I was shocked. What was uh, the score? I don't know. I had to leave early because I'd work on Saturday, like Arvo such night. You couldn't just be like, I'm coming in half away. I've got soccer. No, because it was for like a catering gig I was doing for a 50th. That's Was this the one you were talking about a while ago? Or do you do these occasionally? Occasionally, I just do them. Did you um, do one a couple of weeks ago as well? Probably. Okay. But I can't remember. Um, but yeah, easy cash in hand. Couple, you know, pretty decent pay. What'd you get an hour? $35 an hour, cash in hand. And the extent of it was just like cutting bread rolls and, you know, picking up glasses. Yep. Sailors. Easy money. Uh, and then just – I pretty much just worked all weekend, to be fair. I was I was very good. Mm. I uh, – going to Melbourne in a couple of weeks. So, you know, <laughs> saving up for that really. That'll and I don't want to use too much of the tax return on that trip. I'd rather just save for it and not use it. Um, How long are you in Melbourne for? Three nights. Uh, so Watch Friday, Saturday, Sunday or Thursday, yeah, Friday? Yeah, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So uh should be great. Hopefully there's a couple of Melbourne home finals there. be great oh. to see a game at the G. Yeah, for the AFL, not the NRL, oh. but also the NRL. Um, but one thing I noticed, you know, and I have been noticing, and this is to do with the, the party, which was a 50th, um, <laughs> it was cowboy themed slash country themed. So like a country band and they kind of had hay bales. But, you know, and I've we've also got a cowboy party coming up. But cowboy is a theme that anyone, that everyone seems to get around very easily. Mm. Like everyone, when they put that hat on, everyone loves to put that cowboy hat on. Especially now that they're all like, you can get those coloured ones. Like, mate, people walk around and they're like, fucking nice. Like the way, you know, like you can see people like... Check this out. Because it's the only time <laughs> I think people secretly would wear them all the time if it was more socially acceptable. But it's not. That you can't wear a, a bright pink cowboy hat just in the street because you're going to end up on the brown cardigan or creatures of manly. But <laughs> imagine that like becomes a thing like five years from now. Like it's true. Well, I mean the cowboy boots trend. Weren't people wearing those like yeah. recently? Like Didn't last long. Didn't last long. But I feel like if it Thank was God. more socially acceptable to just dress quiet. like a cowboy, it would happen more often. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I think, dude, I'd rock like maybe I don't know a yellow one. You you just, that's because you like the color yellow. Exactly. Yeah. What would you go? Just whatever's in the shop. Maybe blue. Maybe pink. You get who pink? knows? If that was green, I've not seen a green one. Actually, when me and Ryan wrote Sash a couple months ago, we saw the level up on the cowboy hat, just not coloured with a bit of glitter on it. We saw one with uh, a light rim. Around it. So it was oh. just like a white hat or like maybe like a light color of like blue or pink. But then it had an LED light strip on the top and around the sides and it would like flash. And it looked pretty sick if I might say That's so. That's sick. Yeah, it looked very good. So Do you reckon? Try oh. to get your mitts on one of those. Yeah. Was it like this one you were talking about with the lights on it? Yeah. Is this like a party hat spec or was it yeah, like? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's, was it like a little felt number? No, party hat. Okay. It was a party hat. Because I feel like it, you wouldn't want it felt because people would just take it off you. 
If that, like, well, people would take it off you anyway. But I mean, like, if it was felt, it would be way more expensive. That would be, yeah. I'm into this. I'm into it too. I I never thought about the like the theory of it being something perhaps more socially acceptable, but people just would do hiding it. away from it. Yeah. Do you think it's also like because people just generally speaking tend to get so around themes at parties anyway? Mm. Well, it has to be a theme that you know is it's achievable, achievable, and you know, kind of is like the concept is like attractive to people. It's like cowboys, like you get to put the hat on the boots, you know, you get to accessorize a bit. It's yeah. easy. And you can still kind of look good cool. and you can wear yeah. other stuff and still, you know, like you <laughs> yeah. can still part. It's easy to partake in. Mm. Um, one I would love to see is a, a tracksuit party where you have to wear, everyone has to wear a white t-shirt, but then you have to have matching color tracksuit pants and sweat, sweat like jumper. Um, is that just so you can wear your normal clothes? Yeah. But I also reckon that would just look sick. Like imagine everyone walking around. It's just like a sea of like tracksuit colors. Yeah. And then like, yeah, whatever sneakers. You everyone want. just looking held chav. Yeah, held chavvy. Mm. And like that's good because it's comfortable. You're still warm. And then if you get too warm, you can just take it off, take the jacket off, mm. you know, and not too expensive. You know what people get so around as well? What? Is like the 80s theme parties. Yeah, everyone loves that. They fucking laugh that up, dude. Yeah. Like, if someone's having an 80s theme party, put it in your calendar because you're not missing that thing. Because, you know, you got the denim, you got the mullets, you got the mustache. Yeah. You know. Which, again, like, kind of lends into the thing where it's like people would actually like to dress like that to an extent if it was more comfortable mm. or more socially acceptable, rather. Because yeah. we do, like, that parts of 80s culture and, and fashion and stuff does, has, or is still circling back mm. and always will. Exactly. I was thinking about that yesterday. How, like, Dumb, for lack of a better word, like fashion trends are. Yeah. It's like, dude, skinny jeans were cool like eight years ago, but I would not be seen dead in a pair of skinny jeans. Well, you wouldn't You wouldn't have been seen dead in them after 2013. No. But is that just – like is fashion kind of getting – I don't know what I'm trying to say, but basically I'm kind of at a point where I'm like I could still see myself what I, wearing what I wear now in like five, ten years. Yeah. Well, I think the whole thing is you just wear what you like Okay, is the whole idea behind it. But like fashion trends and I feel like fashion, uh, like what's acceptable to wear is like, you know, they're just made up concepts. That's they're true. literally just like, they're only concepts made by like people telling you to like go a certain way or like dress mm. a certain way. You know, like they're not actually real. Mm. Like you can actually wear whatever you want if you don't care. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But like, you know. What have you got on right now? Salamon. You only got them because you wanted to look cool, didn't you? You wanted to fit in with everyone else, eh? Well, that's the same reason you buy anything. You buy them because you want to look cool. I didn't I didn't buy this sweater because it looked cool. I just bought it because I, I liked it. It was very comfortable. Same with these shoes and these jeans, mate. Well, I guess that's, you know. But I also look like Ellen DeGeneres when I wear them. So there you go. When you wear the jeans? Just the, the whole fit. I haven't thought about it, but yeah. I can't shake it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, some people take more pride in how they look and how they dress than others. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with looking like Ellen DeGeneres. Absolutely multi, not. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Didn't, wasn't she also a She got cancelled. Bit yeah. of a prick. Apparently. All reports suggest maybe. But. Abusing like the fucking sound guy and stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. If we well, had look, one, we'd probably abuse him. So. I think it, yeah, <laughs> probably. But look, I, I don't know what happened with Ellen. She kind of just, uh, she fell by the wayside a little bit. She did. Yeah. 
Anyway. Oh, well. How was my weekend? Yeah, I was about to ask you. How was your weekend? <laughs> uh, mine was good. Much the same as yours. Worked all weekend back in that bar. Spec. Spec. In the zone. In, in the, the zone. On the battleground. On the front lines. <laughs> it was good though. Friday, Friday morning, went and had a coffee with a few of the boys, a few of the day boys. Yep. As we are. That's what I'm pushing everyone to be called now. Com- the day the da- boys. The day boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we went and had lunch as well. You sound like a Christian rock group. The <laughs> day boys. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, thank you. I'm on bass. Yeah. But yeah, went and had coffee then also went to Cooper's, had lunch, $12. Actually, previously $12. Did you have a lunch beer? I had a lunch <laughs> beer. It was Friday. Lock that in. You can, you can set your watch to that. Yeah. Um, and then we went, I went to work Friday at 6. Mm. Knocked off at 10 because it was so quiet. So I did 6 till 10. As I knock off, I'm like, I called Dela. I was like, what are you guys doing? I just like, where are you? And he's like, oh, we were just going to come to the union. Is it closed yet? And I was like, no, nope, I just finished. Come on up. Was this on Saturday? It's on Friday night. Oh, Friday night. So everyone just rolled into the union. You I beard. was already there. Yeah. Worked well. Mm-hmm. few beers. Saturday night, one of the more, you know, uh, it was, it kind of, it reminded me of the more depressing side of working in a yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah. So I went to soccer. Um, got absolutely pumped by the team coming fourth last. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey off my back. Finally oh, you scored. scored. You it, was, <laughs> and it was a good goal? Yeah, it was a pen. Oh. Yeah, nice. Okay, still well done. So, Monkey off the back. Congrats. Goal's a goal. Congrats. Lost 4-1. <laughs> As I rolled home, yeah. I'd say 7 to 10 of my closest friends drinking in my lounge room. Yeah. Getting prepared for a night for out. a night out for a gig for a gig for a gig, um, which I was really keen to go to. So was I. To be fair, I would have loved to have been there. Mac the knife. Yep, that's the name. Name of the boys. Yeah, remember that one. Uh, good friend of the show, Anthony De Lorenzo, of bass player fame. Yep, great hair. Great hair. Has a great head of hair. <laughs> it's those Italian jeans. Yeah, though, I tell you what. And one of the ultimate scarf wearers. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he's put. He's bringing it. Fucking he back. pulls it off. Well, he can. He pulls it off. Why can't he pull off? That's fair. You know what? I'll say that about Italian jeans. They've just got hairlines that will not quit. No, no, they won't. <laughs> if That's, your mum's Italian, or your dad, or your dad, one of the most stubborn hairlines to have ever graced the earth. You will never ever have to have an interaction with Ashley and Martin. No. I'll tell you that much. No, not at all. And you can do that guilt free. You know? However, Cody and I. It's in the back of our minds. It could go either way. It could honestly go either way. Especially at 23, you know, it's like I'm doing well for, at the moment. We're on the cusp. We're on the, the next five years <laughs> is a real make or break. Sort it's of. huge. Massive. I wonder if working stupid hours and absolutely pounding beers every single weekend will have anything to do with, you know, the progression or recession rather of my hairline. I guess only time will tell. <laughs> Until then, <laughs> until then, I would not change my behaviour. No. <laughs> um, anyway, I got up and went to work. Everyone went off and had a good night. You really? <clears throat> so that was kind of shit. But, you know, that kind of affords you this time, Monday through Friday, where you just hang out all week, mm. which is pretty fun. Yes. It almost feels like you don't work. We've probably discussed this already, like, for like every week for, like, the <laughs> last three weeks. Yeah. But it's good. But it's good just to tell you, quit your full-time job. <laughs> Work in a bar. Work in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cafe. Yeah. It's too hard. 
Yeah, not all built for it. Um, uh, but yeah, so you had a good weekend. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Oh, something just quick, something I did during the week, um, you know, something different. Uh, I actually saw Cody midweek, a few of myself, a few friends, uh, went to the union and then we went and saw uh, a Beethoven, Beethoven at the Opera House. Um, a bit classy. You might go, Xander, you don't really strike me as one who like classical music. Don't judge a book by its cover, okay? Uh, great, big fan. Always a big fan of Beethoven. Well, they uh, haven't seen been you. dropping some nasty tunes <laughs> since way back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was good. Something different. You know, went to Opera Bar beforehand. Well, we went to the Union. Then we went to the Opera Bar, had a beer, went in. We, we dressed up a little bit. We were the youngest people there. Felt very classy, might I add. Um, yeah, it was good. What I will note, there was something funny. So in the room, like the acoustics are so good. So you can hear kind of everything happening around you. Everything, like you can hear people like whispers and foot and whatnot. And the the show had kind of started and the music was building in intensity, you know, and I could hear over my right shoulder this lady struggling to open a bag of chips really quietly because she was trying to do it so quietly to open the whole bag. Like it took her absolutely ages. <laughs> and while she was doing it, you could just see the music going, dun, 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 dun. and then you see the, like the crinkle of the bag. And I was sitting there trying not to laugh because I'd, I couldn't hear. All I could hear now and focus on was this lady like opening a bag of chips and it kind of made my night. Well, the <clears throat> the diegetic score, I believe, that accompanied said opening bag of chips would have made it one of the most dramatic bag oh, openings of all time. It was a dramatic bag opening. There was a fair bit going yeah, on. It's like, you know. You could tell. You could. I didn't even have to look. I could tell that she was very focused on doing it and it was it was hilarious. I'm like that. It was. It actually made my night. I was laughing. That was the was, best part of that. That was actually the best part of that. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, I also really wanted to go to that, but I couldn't. Yeah, you didn't get invited anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I had um. I had Ryan of that's, um, that's a barb. That's a, that's a just three. That was a drive. Right. By. Oh, that was <laughs> that was just got absolutely unleashed on. <laughs> um, that was a dig. Ryan of Pub Roach's fame came up to me the other day and he's like, mate, you and Xander have absolutely affect, like infected me with the tongue wag. <laughs> and I was like, mate, once you start, you simply cannot stop. It is one of the most infectious behaviours one can pick up. And the tongue wag for those listening and not watching is just, you just say something to someone, could be serious or could be cheeky or like any natured comment to someone and you just kind of just stick your tongue out to the side <laughs> a little bit, but just kind of, Long enough so they can see it and then just boom straight back in. Mm. About a second is long enough. Yeah. Um, it's a great move. It guarantees laughs. It's also 90%, <laughs> 90 to 95% of the time. Yeah. It also it also is warranted in a situation where someone would, you know, take a dig at you yeah. and you've got absolutely nothing to say back. <laughs> you so got you just nothing, go. You got nothing to say? Stick that tongue out. <laughs> poke it out. Yeah, dude. It's so infectious. Um, yeah. <laughs> We've got... It's just it's just quality in my book anyway. I <clears throat> this week, you know, I haven't actually written this down as a note. I didn't write my singular note down in the podcast notes this week. It's okay, it's okay. Um, but something that's sort of you know been plaguing my life the last few months mm. is the side hug. 
The side hug. So like when you go to greet someone, you hug them with one arm. Yeah. From the side and you yeah. just kind of like pull them in. Almost like you're going to noogie them, but you don't noogie them. Yeah. You're just kind of like, hey, how's it going? I, for one, am a big fan of it. Yes. I really like it, especially if you're at the pub, everyone's got drinks in their hands. Yeah. You just go up, hey, how you going? Little mm. side hug. You know what I mean? Big fan. Mm. However, it's come come to my attention lately. Um, you know, I often deal with my female friends more than my male friends. You know, male yeah. friends usually met with a, a clap. A dap up. Dap up. Dap up, high five, fist bump, you know, the works. I, I do dap up some of my girlfriends as well. But, you know, I quite the side hug often is more afforded to them than yeah. it is to, to my male friends. Yeah. Alas. Um, you know, I've been, I've been met with some constructive <laughs> feedback. Criticism. That it's like when I'm side hugged, it feels like the other person hates me. Oh, they're like, when you do that, it's like, why don't you just give me the full hug? It feels like you hate me or you don't want to like, hug oh, me but properly. you just look, look a little half on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't like from my perspective, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that at all. Don't take it. The so fact that I'm mate. coming up to hug you is like, you know, that means that is my way of, you know, saying hello. Yeah. Yeah. If it were, you know, it's all about initiate. Like who are you initiating the side hug? Yeah. I'm going up. Hey, how you going? Side hug. Bang. Just like a little. Yeah. Right. I could see how people might think that actually. Really? Yeah, I could see that. Because it's kind of like a, you know, like if you're not shafting someone, but if you're like, like it's like a weak handshake. Like if I was just to give you a limp, a limp handed handshake, you know, but you that's can f- what, that is what the side hug, the half hug is. It's just like a little, you know, like Perhaps. If, if you were going to, if you were going to kind of not shaft someone. But if you were just kind of boom, done, brush them to the side, brush them to the side a bit. If you're going to brush them, you just kind of give them one of the. You know what I mean? But I feel like with my, you know, the way I go about it, it's like you can feel that I'm like actually hugging you, and I'm also excited to see you at the same time. You know what I mean? These things kind of all the side hug is not, it's not in isolation. You know? Yeah. There's other supporting factors. Factors here. Look, basically, I'm reaching out. Where, where, where's everyone at on this? I, I'm actually in favour of why people might not like it. Also, I got told um, I used to fist bump a lot of my friends. Yeah. Girlfriends as well. Yeah. Sometimes, a ha- like, again, a dap up doesn't feel totally appropriate. No. So I just go, yo, fist bump. Yeah. Same thing. Does this guy hate me? Apparently. Jeez. <clears throat> but who knew? Who knew a greeting was so important? It is. It who is. knew saying hello to people was such a big thing? Well, I think like I think you know this has been plaguing man for for many a century, many for an eternity. Do you reckon? Do you reckon some of the first cavemen and women went it for a hug, handshake, oh, debacle for sure. Yeah, for and they probably got put on brown cardigan for it. Probably. <laughs> I saw a real awkward one the other day when I was working, and it was like handshake in the fist bump. High five into handshake, and was it coordinated it, or was it just all uncoordinated? Yeah. And there was like, it was like they were doing sign language, and honestly, it was, it was disgustingly tough to watch. Yeah. Um. Usually, I would find that incredibly amusing that kind of scenario. However, I did not on this occasion. It actually, it it actually was tough. Like I actually felt sad after watching it. It it was not okay. Did it ruin your day? Where were you at after that? I don't know. I just kind of walked off and I was just thinking about it for like the next 10 minutes. Just going like, did I just see that? You know, what was, what was that ritual that I just saw? Yeah. You know? Well, again, and this kind of not to, uh, you know, touch base with COVID again, but after 
football matches oh. at times, people are throwing fists at me. I'm like, what am I going to do with that, mate? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a handshaker. Yeah. I'm a handshaker of note. I always have been. Are you are you a handshaker arm tapper? Like tap, shake with the right, tap with the left. Yeah. Depending if I like the guy or not. I, 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 I love the arm tap. I'm yeah. a big arm tap guy, you know. I found I often find myself quite grumpy at the end of a game if we lose. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, mate, don't be, don't be a sook, mate. Be, you know, gotta be a good, gotta be a good winner, gotta be a good loser. I'm still shaking his hand. I'm just a bit grumpy that my team's lost. Sorry for Kerry. <laughs> it sounds like a bit of sooky, sooky la la from Kerry. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Yes, sook. Big sook, mate. That's not, that's not new news. Do you fair? You keep bringing up. A lot of criticism, people. Mate, it sounds like every week for the last month, people, you've been given another new criticism. <laughs> like, I've been noticing now, this is maybe the fourth week in a row. Are you just you just letting people dish out this criticism? Are you giving any of this back? Uh, I don't know. I reckon, I reckon next person that critiques you, I reckon you should very politely critique them back and just be like, well, you know what? <laughs> I think this is about you. <laughs> You're a fucking <laughs> You know what? You actually tell a really bad story. Yeah. So You know what? I actually don't like you. <laughs> you know what? I'm really friends with you because Xander is. I have I couldn't care less about I you. actually couldn't give a shit about you, mate. <laughs> Just try and get as personal as possible. Yeah. No. Well, you know. If you condition it, you gotta take it. Hey? That's yeah. what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um Okay. Enough of that. <laughs> Side hug will leave in the past. Side side hug. Oh, the side hug will put in the workshop. Side hug, side, you know, marinate on side hug for a minute. However, conspiracy theory episode two. Disclaimer again. What am I disclaiming? We don't believe any of this stuff. We think it's rubbish. However, it is entertaining to read because thinking that people believe this mm-hmm. is is frankly baffling. However. This one this week ties in a little bit to um, to what we talked about last week with the lizard people. Um, and the topic this week is Dark Fleet. Okay. Um, Disclaimer, I also know nothing about this for the people listening. Well, this is a juicy one because it's got a couple – it's got a couple elements. Again, a great story in the way that it's like – the way, like, the, it's a creative story, the way that it's kind of um, constructed. However, like, to be believed is like, come on. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it just sounds, this one sounds like a bit of like, it's, it sounds like a Marvel Star Trek crossover. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Um, <clears throat> all right. Dark Fleet. This conspiracy discusses Nazi reptilian infiltration of the US government and their secret space program, as well as their slave colonies throughout the solar system conducted via Operation Paperclip. For those who don't know what Operation Paperclip is, it's actually a real thing where um, the US uh, kind of smuggled, for lack of a better word, 1,600 Nazi scientists, engineers and technicians away from Nazi Germany. Um, after World War Two, so that's what that is. So that's kind of where it's molded in, um, and the establishing of, sorry, and through Operation Paperclip, the Nazi Reptilian Alliance was able to infiltrate the US, like, and their military, the CIA and NASA, 
Okay. Do you kind of you playing along? Okay. Are I you think pl- so. Are you so kind so of- who so the rep so the Nazi reptilian alliance. Yeah. Can you unpack that for me? So essentially, what they're saying is that uh, Nazi Germany and a reptilian alien race um, touched base. You know, got in contact when you know there could be something good here for the both of us, and then. Decided they wanted to... They used, you know, some of Germany's smartest people to infiltrate the US government. Yeah, and like to like f- to kind of put forward their own agenda for galactic and world dominance. I'm with you. you, do you, are, you are you playing along? I'm playing along. Um, okay, so details of this conspiracy include re- revelations of anti-gravity propulsion technology... Alien techniques of mass mind control and hyper-dimensional teleportation uh, capabilities that the Nazi Reptilian Alliance used in their newfound power. Oh, sorry. Power. Well, sorry. So they used – so they kind of used all those things. I just skipped a full stop there. So they kind of – as part of this conspiracy, like they they – can use all these technologies like they're available to them yep, that no sure. one else in the world has yep. or has seen <clears throat> just them sure just just the mighty alliance there so the conspiracy essentially has you know uh like this story has afforded us a bunch of new technologies that we aren't aware of that exist apparently. yeah okay sure. yes yeah um since world war ii so almost 100 years now um and this alliance used their newfound power wealth and influence to launch a secret space program with interstellar spaceports in Antarctica and on Mars, um, as well as operations on the moon. Um, yeah, so pretty believable so far. Um, does it say, like, in what sense they're using these things or no? Are you about to? Well, here we go. So with these operations in place, um, there was a commencement of mining and manufacturing operations on Mars and uh is that Crates? Uh, I think that is Crates. Mm. No idea. No idea. I think it's Greek. Ceres? Uh, anyway, C E R E S for anyone listening. Um, for and on these planets, formed colonies there um, and elsewhere in the solar system, mo- and also using human slaves to build them and to trade with. Okay. Throughout the galaxy. So they're using humans to as like. As slaves and, you know, trading um, <clears throat> pieces. I assume they're using, you know, these newfound technologies to keep these people alive, etc. Except, Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, one can only assume. Um, okay. And so, okay, here we go. It is also reported various forces inside and outside government um, are, are trying to resist the Nazi and reptilian alliance um, as they strive for total dominance of the planet and solar system. With the US-led secret space program having its own fleet of spaceships, the Solar Warden Space Armada, which patrols the edges of the solar system and poses a growing threat to the Nazi dark fleet. Now, you know, what is the Solar Warden Space Armada? Great question. Um, so apparently this guy, Gary McKinnon, hacked into the US Space Command computers in 2005 
learning the existence of non-terrestrial officers and fleet-to-fleet transfers and a secret space program called Solar Warden. Um, this bloke found out apparently uh, the ships, there's apparently eight of these ships that are cigar-shaped and they're referred to as the mother ships and are about two football fields long with 43 scout ships as part of the fleet as well. If that, the thought of that is pretty sick, to be fair. Like, it's just like a movie. Like, it just reminds me of like Star Trek, Star Wars. Yeah. And then the kind of like Nazis going in after World War Two is very like, you know, in Marvel, how they have Hydra. Yeah. Like, it's just like that. Yeah. Like, it just like, it's just like a combination of like mm. multiple non-fictions written into like one, you know, yeah. massive. And like, the, a lot of this is based off like, like, although it is a conspiracy theory, but there's also, like, people publish books with, like, full storylines, like, about this. this, um, and the Which Dark I imagine Fleet, would read, like, you know, like a movie. Like, for sure. You know. The Dark Fleet was on that. It was on that map as well. Yeah. On the Great Awake. It was. So I'm picking things off that map. Okay. Um, this one always intrigues me because I've always thought, like, what is it? Um, and I guess now you know. So in short, in short, in short, the dark fleet is the Nazis yep. and the lizard people. Correct. Infiltrating the US government. Yeah. Through their space program. And in a- turn. And the CIA. And the CIA. And NASA. Yeah. Yep. And in turn, the US have. Their own space program. Their own space program. To stop their one. To stop their one, which includes eight very large ships. Ships. So yeah, so I think just to just to kind of we I think just to Summarize. explain it again, yeah. So while so they're infiltrating while also operating their own galactic, you know, mission. Yeah, and trying to stop the US, and then the US have their own space program. Okay, are the US aware of these guys at this stage? Well, yeah. Of, that's why they've got that. I think. Oh, to, that is to strictly deter, that's to you know for the the vigorous. Galactic battling going on, you know. Um, I hope this turns into a movie. Is there a movie about this? I don't know, mate. It's it's just such like a, a smattering of of all different like nonfiction that is crazy. But um, yeah, that's your one for today. That was a lot to that one. So sorry if there was a couple stutters there to get through. But there yeah. was a lot of that was like a there was a there was layers to that one. Yeah, you know, a lot of info to unpack there. to give you the the full um. The full range of emotions. Yeah. Uh, Do you have anything you want to talk about before we... Yeah, actually, I would like to talk about... So this week, I also re-watched this documentary series that I've watched previous. Um, watching it again. It's called The Defiant Ones. I might have talked about it before on here. I'm not sure. Um, I re-watched it and I don't think... When I watched it the first time, like, I think it's one of those... Things that when you watch again, you realize that you actually missed quite a few like little things. Um, and it's one of the, it's definitely a, sh- a documentary series I would put on par with some of the top ones up there. Like, I don't know if anyone's seen the last, well, most people would have seen the Last Dance documentary. Yep. Um, I actually have even seen that. You haven't? I have. Yeah. This, um, this Defiant one's not a sport-based one. It's a music-based one about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. However, um, I'd put it on par or close to that 
with the last dance. Yeah. Is it that good? It's that good, I think. Wow, I actually really want to watch like it. This, I didn't even the yeah, way like, the story's like comprised and like put together and you know Is it linked with NWA and all there? Yeah, so essentially like Jimmy Iveen, he was a bit older than Dr. Dre, but he comes from Brooklyn and he's an Italian American and he kind of White wasn't dude. yeah, he wasn't that good at anything. And then he got into like record sound engineering, worked with like John Lennon, Tom Petty, like the list, honestly, like you two, like the list honestly goes on and he made like a slow transformation into more of like a producer who is also like a businessman mm. with his own record label um, and wheeling and dealing. This bloke is one of the great wheelers and dealers if you watch it um, within the music industry. And he, through his record label, that's how he comes into contact with Dr. Dre. Um, and then on the other side, obviously, with Dr. Dre, they talk about his life growing up in Compton, the start of NWA and kind of the ending of that, the start of his solo career and then like the rap beef between the East Coast and West Coast mm. is kind of dissected in between. Um, and then it also has like, you know, it talks about that and then that's kind of stops at like episode two or three and then they talk about after that too so they talk about like what they've done to present day um which is one of the one of the things that they did as a team is the creation of beats okay and the beats headphones and it kind of talks about the marketing behind the beats headphones which is also really sick like when you like when they talk about it yeah um and there's the amount of like like the amount of impact and like the legacy that you come to understand of these two having on musicians, like within their own genres they're comfortable with and others is like absolutely insane. Like some of the like songs and albums and things that they've been present on is crazy to Sick. think about. Like it's like crazy. And I didn't realize that I think the first time I watched it. And then when I watched it back, um, I was like, well, that's so interesting. Yeah, uh, you've totally sold me. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I, four episodes. Oh, sick. Yeah. You're, you're, you often seem to have the most pulling power in convincing me to watch something. That's what I do. I, I don't watch shows that often. Do you know what I did watch the other day that I heard from multiple adults was really good? Yeah. Was Paddington 2. Was it good? It was all right. But like it's a kid's movie. I know, but I just – I don't know what I was expecting, but I'd heard – from friends, I'd heard the Hello Sport Boys were talking about how good it was. And like... Have you seen Paddington 1 though? No. Maybe that's why you didn't enjoy it, mate. You haven't seen the first one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they were like linked in that. In that. It's a sequel, mate. Of course they're linked. Yeah, but that, it, it, I didn't have to watch the first one to be able to watch the second one. It still all made sense. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just had... Because I'd heard that it was so good, I'd placed high expectations. Such high expectations. I still enjoyed it. It was still good. Who? Wait, wait, when did you watch that? I just watched it the other night. <laughs> just not off, mate. Chuck Paddington <laughs> 2 on. A couple of beers. Too easy. <laughs> I did watch it with Kate. Yeah, okay. I did just watch it solo. No judgment here, mate. <laughs> no judgment here. What do you reckon's the most like strange thing you've watched solo that you probably just... Ooh. Well, I watch Surf's Up like four times a year. But that's not that weird. It's not weird, but every every Halloween I watch Beetlejuice, which is a movie by Tim Burton. 
Um, and it's got Alec Baldwin in it, and it's like one of Tim Burton's first big movies. Oh yeah, it's got Michael Keaton in it as well. Um, and I've seen it a thousand times, mm. but I fucking love it. Mm. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, so good. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't even think it's a Halloween movie, but I just always watch it at Halloween because because it, it. But it was always on like Channel Go. When I was growing up, and then like so, every year I just watch it, and now that I can watch it whenever I want, I just still watch it whenever I want. Did you have Foxtel growing up? Uh, for a little while, yeah, not I'd, a long time. I'd say a Foxtel kid would turn his nose up at a movie on on Channel Go. Yeah, do you not reckon? Channel, yeah, Foxtel they would. kids spoil, spoil, spoil. Dude, they spoil. just there's an element of arrogance that you know that like you don't like. I went from Freeview to Foxtel back to Freeview, and you know. And it made I appreciated every moment of Foxtel. I memorized almost every channel code when yeah. I had it. Like I knew where everything was. Yeah. Like you could ask. How me, long did you have it, by the way? Probably like four years, I reckon. That's five a pretty years. Good yeah, yeah. And mate, I I knew it all. Like yeah. the back of my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it was bloody unreal. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I, is Foxtel almost becoming like a little bit irrelevant? Well, you got Fetch TV and stuff now. I think there's just so many competitors in the area of like entertainment. Mm. Like, do you really need Foxtel if you have Netflix, Disney Plus? KO. KO. You know what I mean? Foxtel like, dominated the market for a good for a long 20 time. Twenty years. Yeah, twenty years probably. Um, like you know, and now the 15. EPL, the EPL belongs to Optus Sport, and so there's so much. Kind of competition they just can't that they just don't have that kind of pool anymore. Don't have the pool. Mm. Um, but I tell you what, I don't know if I've talked about glue kids on the podcast before. What's a glue kid? Like I don't know. I just feel like certain people have the energy that they ate glue as a child. Right. You know what I mean? I like as in like they're just a bit like rare. EJ, glue kid, glue kid. Yeah. Just, just, just. And rare doesn't mean isn't a bad thing. It no. just means you're rare. You just have a certain energy about you. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, that bloke is a bit rare. You know, like they just kind of they're doing their own thing. They're doing their own. Their like own they always own. they always will. They'll ne- you know they're on their own wavelength in their own world. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, bad day to be a glue stick. <laughs> bad day to be a glue stick. But lick that glue stick a few too many times, mate. It's what happened. Fries your brain. <laughs> Especially that blue glue, mate. It's <laughs> no good. It's no good, mate. Well, That's the strong stuff, brother. Don't get any of that, all right? Take it easy. Kid, take it easy. That thing I will, told you about that. That thing will kill you one day. <laughs> back to the white glue, mate. Come on. Back to the good stuff. Back, to, your back to the classics, mate. Um, Did you ever eat glue? No. Did I, you dabble? Did you try? I don't know. Like I've said before, everyone's got their vices, you know, myself and you can included. But glue was never mine. Do you have a memorable vices like a six-year-old? <laughs> no, not no, not really. But no, glue's not not never really my thing. I, heroin was my thing <laughs> as a child. I was really into. Really into the heroin. Yeah, nice. Not as much the glue though. Um just heroin? You know, smatterings of smatterings of other things, but right. mostly, yeah, mostly heroin. That was my favourite thing. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't out of rehab to what nine, ten? Yeah, then just you know, went cold turkey, mate. Got myself off. You know, um, back on the straight and narrow, mate. Back on the straight and narrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where were we? <laughs> Sorry, we've got, uh, totally just fucking gone on a tangent there. Um, oh, that's what I was saying. Anyway, people like Foxtel kids. 
Okay. You know what I mean? There's a certain higher than thou energy of someone who's had Foxtel IQ2 for their whole life. <laughs> um, but mine They I would s- simply spit at you at the thought <laughs> of, you know, mentioning seven mate. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or ten peach. You know, they don't even look that way. <laughs> i tell you what though, nine go. Every like Thursday, pretty much any night of the week at about eight o'clock. Had always, 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 always had a great movie on. Yeah. Always had a good movie It on. did. And it, and it would range. It would be action. It would be co- – same with Seven Mate. Seven Mate was the competitor, Nine Go. And it would be some trashy, like, second-rate, third-rate American sitcom. Then it would hit 8 o'clock and it would go movie time. Bang. And it, Toy and it Story 2. It would be like Toy Story, The Hangover. Um, Harry Ricky Potter. Body, Taylor, yeah. Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. Yeah. You know, something different all the time. James Bond, always on Seven, mate. They did the James Bond, like, Saturday nights. Mm. And they did them, like, back-to-back on weeks. Or they'd do, like, Friday night, Saturday night, yep. James Bonds. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that. And it's funny we're discussing this. Last night at work, the AFL was on Seven, mate, mm. in the afternoon. Yeah. And the channel didn't get changed after the AFL finished. So we went, you know, I can't remember who the Swans played. Collingwood. Swans Collingwood. Yeah. 45,000 people. Into the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, While I'm less, there. Dude. Look, TV's up there. I'm still slinging beers. Unreal. Well, you know what? The block is back. Oh, so your favourite time of the year. And it's in the country this year. Mm. So, you know, that'll be getting a run. Mm. Wait. So, like, what, rural Australia? Yeah. What do you mean by country? Well, it's in just, like, a rural town. They're like building, like, on pro- on a big pro- on a property. Country making. like Port Macquarie or country like um, Windsor? I'll have to reconfirm. Is Windsor country? Like, I'll have to – I don't even know where that is. What do you mean, Windsor? That's that's suburb. All right, let's not get into the the – Geography of areas. I'll I'll find out and I'll come back next week. Well, I'm you sure. are frankly embarrassed. You I'm just embarrass yourself. Well, you've just em- you've just embarrassed yourself. You know that. Oh, that sounds like you're on the back foot because you don't know where Windsor is. No, I know where Windsor is. It's up to you to no, know. Where, no, I, do. I, dude, I know where it is. It's up to you to know where it is. <laughs> For anyone that is listening, not watching. You just saw a prime example of a tongue wag. We'll just know that the block will be very heavily covered over the next month or two. Yeah, now it's back on. Um, I'll be watching. I'll be there for it. And I'm your block correspondent. Here first at the Barflies podcast. Okay. Flick over the page. Nice. The back page. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Fair bit to cover. uh, As always. Can you – all right, let's 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 just get straight into it. Yeah. Kalen Ponga today, what's happened? Talk me through it because I actually well, don't really know. Look, he's been caught in a cubicle with a friend, not actually accused of anything, just told to leave the cubicle. However, you know, question marks over what's happened in said cubicle, you know, has a bit of, been of the uh, devil's dandruff been passed around or not. Look, that's all speculative, mate. Pete, you know – Maybe they're just comfortable paying with each other. You know, maybe like Ponga's dad would say, he was feeling a bit ill, mate. He was just holding his hair. He's not been accused of anything, you know. There's no, nothing confirming that anything's gone down. Well, <clears throat> no harm, no foul in my opinion. You know, as they say, one of the, you know, the great adages is round 21 is the bottom fours off season. <laughs> yeah. So well, the barley flights are booked already for <laughs> September. They're not staying around. They know. have clocked off mentally, 
Mm. Um, Especially when you've got long uh, an injury and you're definitely not playing. Yeah, and you know when you reside in the Hunter, uh, you know as a man of rugby league athlete fame, mm. uh, the Hunter notoriously a pretty strong area for rugby league, but not so at at the current present time. No. Uh, you know, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, totally lost my chain of thought. What I'm trying to say is. They're in the bottom four. They've clocked off. They'll be back pre-season training when everyone else actually starts their off-season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, Melbourne and Penrith, they're putting their feet up in the middle of December. Mm. And, you know, the Tigers and the Knights have been doing burpees and push-ups. They're going to be hard at work. In the 36-degree heat. They've been hard at work. Look, so, you know, let them play. What I'm trying to say is let the boys play. Let the boys play. And, like, people go like, oh, that is... That's that's shocking that they've That is such a bad look. That's such a bad look. It's like, mate, not the first time, not the last time it's ever going to happen. I don't, like, if, you know, if that video didn't come out, like, I know they're role models, but, like, people, mate, people, role models, like, musicians who are role models, like, get rip and tear in it all the time. Well, that's the cruel irony of the rugby league media is... You know, they're the ones who will share this video of Caelan Ponga and then with that they'll go, what a bad role model. But it's like, you know, the only reason everyone's it. seeing it is because you're fucking sharing it. I know. And it's like, also, no 11-year-old kid is going to see Caelan Ponga getting in trouble and go... In oh, a pub cubicle. For, a, yeah. Like, they're not going to know. They're none the wiser. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was one time that really annoyed me was... um, this. It was just after... They won 5 0 in the Ashes in 2013 14. The Australian cricket team, you know, fresh off that smashing, they they tr- they absolutely trampled the palms. Uh, at Coogee Bay Pav, you know, Gaz and Sean Marsh standing in the smokers area having a ciggy photographed. And then there's like articles going, oh, it's no good look. Oh, they're role models. It's like, mate, they're at a pub in a smoking area after. A long summer and literally completing their job. Yeah, I think to, to the absolute best, best of their ability. Could. I think they're allowed now. Just let me check. I think they're allowed <laughs> to munch at least one dairy in peace. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, he's f- a national hero. No, you know what? No. no cigarettes. No cigarettes for you, man. Um, yeah. Look, and mate, like smoking is bad for you and the works, but you know, they're adults. They're still people. They're allowed to. Do yeah, sometimes like yes, you shouldn't take drugs, etc. But at the end of the day, thousands of people around Australia probably do it every mm. every weekend. Yes, you know. So yeah, yeah, exactly right. All we're trying to say is, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who if cares? he's still playing good footy, I don't care. He's I really don't man. care. And also, there's no proof to say that he did it. It's just him coming out of the cubicle. Yeah. Where's this the proof? Is, Where's the proof? Show me the proof. Is this covered by the barflies? Because it sounds like speculation to me. Yeah, exactly. You know what That's, I mean? It's all, it's all, it's all riddles, mate. It's all riddles. Um, and Cam Munster just quietly, off the back of one of the more well-covered off-season incidents, yeah. has subsequently turned into the best player in the world. So he has been playing electric footy at the moment. How good is he? He he he's been playing. I don't think we talk about him enough. He for me is just by far the the just the best instinctive rugby league player in the game at the moment. Mm. Like he's a game breaker. 
He's he's him and him and Latrell have that massive game breaking yeah. quality like that. Or like even like a turbo has as well. But I mean, Munster probably gets his hands on the footy a lot more mm. and kind of has a good instinct of like when he needs to get his hands on the ball. Yeah. You know? Put him at fullback, put him at six. Um playing playing pretty unreal. Um What do you think what what's the what's your opinion on the Munster the five eight fullback? I don't mind at the it. moment. And I don't do you, mind it. Well, well, if he's playing, I feel like it doesn't matter as long as they're winning. What What do you think? What would you be doing going into the finals? Because I think Jerome Hughes is still a couple of weeks off. He's but another week out. I okay. Think. So do you do you go Meany at fullback, Munster and and yep. Hughes? Yeah. Or do you go Munster at fullback, Johns and Hughes? No, I think I think you've got to be playing Nick Meany at fullback. I think like. I think especially having Nofaluma and Coates back, I think Nick Meaney is like the quality option at fullback. Because Nick Meaney, no offence to Cooper Johns, but like Nick Meaney's, you know, more impactful and more experienced player at the moment than Cooper Johns. Yep. So keeping Nick Meaney at fullback and then moving Munster at six, which is his position, I think is the best move. Um, I think they should have done that before and not played Tyron Wishart there and the likes. Um, but again, like I feel like Munster, where I feel like wherever you would put him on the field, he would do a job. Um, but Melbourne's starting to click back into gear again. Uh, they got last week. They had the understrength Panthers, um, you know, who just didn't seem to have much bite and attack. Mm. Um, I feel like I feel like any time they gave the ball to Jamin Salmon, just. Nothing doing at all. Like I just don't. What position does he play? Well, I don't like. They're trying to re-sign him. There's all this like, and they played him a lot this year. But I, I thought Kurt Falls was way better than him. Kurt Falls in that one game he played was was way better. Oh, is he playing? Six? He's playing six at the moment. I just like, I'm just watching him play, and I'm just going, like, what are you hmm. doing? Like, what is like the, you know. What what is what is the element that you're adding to this attack? Because you know, like what you know, like Sean Sullivan offers something, but I just feel like they're a halves partnership. You know, he needs to also. I just feel like he doesn't offer enough. Okay, and I would play Kurt Falls in the next couple of games. Instead. I I don't have not even heard that name mm. before. He played one game at the. In the middle of the year. Okay. During or the f- buy round. Right, okay. Yeah. With Sean O'Sullivan. Um, but, yeah, I feel like once Panthers get those players back, you know, they'll be right back into their work. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, Cowboys losing on the weekend. They've got the Warriors coming up. I feel like they're a certainty to win the minor premiership. But regardless, they'll still get a home final. So I still wouldn't like to verse them come <coughs> finals time. Um, Who, Penrith or Penrith. Cowboys? Penrith. Cowboys were due for a loss, but the Roosters are trotting along with the Rabbits as well. Yeah. Notice how this chat of Adam Reynolds not being at the Rabbits has completely died down since the trails come back. Mm. Um, and also Lachlan Ilias has been playing a lot better. He's really growing into the game. And you can see that he's also he's playing with a lot more kind of confidence and, and vigour. He didn't play on the weekend, did he? He didn't. He was injured. But he played seven. Um, someone else, uh, Hawk, something. I can't remember. Um, but Ilias, I've every time I've been watching Rabbitohs game, he's been playing better and better. Mm. Um, 
And I feel like with Latrell there, like having Latrell as an option brings out the best in Cody Walker or the better in Cody Walker. For sure. Um, just having – not being this focal point of the attack because otherwise he's, he's too easy just to shut down. Yeah. Having someone else there and having Cam Murray back as well for consecutive games. Mm. Adds a, adds a lot to the team. Killing it. Adds a lot to the team. Killing it, Cam Murray is. Um, what else happened this round? Um, Titans won. I was so happy to see the Titans. I won. know they beat Manly. How funny is that? Yeah. Uh, go the Titans, dude. I, I was happy to see them get up. You know, like I, I kind of like their team. I want to see them do well. I like a lot of the players. I like mm. that they're a young team. Um, no Tino as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy to see because I've watched quite a few of their games this year and I've been watching going like this team should be doing like they should be doing better, a lot better than mm. where they are. Um that it's them in last or second last, not really a reflection of their seat, of who they are as a team. Yeah. So it's good to see them trump manly. Mm. Um both Fermore played well again. Fermussi. The Fermussi played great again. He, you know what surprised me? The Titans re-signed him. But Bo Fermore strikes me as a perfect option for Melbourne Storm. I was surprised that he wasn't signed by the Storm. Was there any interest or talk? Well, I don't know if there was, but to me, Bo Fermore just strikes me as a player that would go well under that system. Agreed. Just because he, he's an interesting player, Bo, Bo Fermore. We've both always kind of... You in particular, but no, I, I think we spoke about it when we were at Narrabee and how mm. good... Bo Fermore was. He, or just, he just like, he runs hard, he tackles. He's just an efficient player. Yeah. And he plays 80 minutes every week in a losing team and still is efficient. Well, he's he's a great wheeler and dealer in a, in a losing side. Absolutely. And and a prospect for, he played, was in the Queensland Reserves for this Origin si- series. Mm. Um, and he was talked about a lot. So, he you just know, I don't feel like, I feel like it won't be long you see a player like him come off the bench for Queensland. Like, don't be surprised if you see him next year or the year after, really. I can because I can definitely see that happening. He's got a very like just tidy game. sort of yeah, tidy game. It, almost like Mitch Orbison, but just a bit with a bit more a bit more go. He's a bit bigger than Mitchell Orbison bit, as bit well. More, yeah, but you know what I mean? In the yeah. sense that he's very reliable, very tidy. Well, he was a center and now he's moved to the center back row. row. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um so yeah, I like I really like him. And you know, I, I just thought Storm were looking for a back rower. I was just surprised that he wasn't an option. But the mm. Titans did re-sign him for like another three years, I think. Yeah. 2025. Interesting. Uh, he must they must, he must. he be buying into whatever they're doing up there. Mm, totally. totally. And in saying that, Manly. Well, I really think the whole Pride jersey scandal has just absolutely rocked that team. Because um, they, since then, they have not... Been the same. When you make your bed, you got to lie in it. That's right. And like, <sighs> wow, they've just—they have not been the same since. No, um, no, because they were actually playing decent footy before that. You could almost even say they were playing above their weight. You could, and then that happened, and you know, I don't know. Manly, Manly's interesting to me because although they've got some fucking unreal players scattered across the park, you know, mm. they got Jake Olakuatu. DCE, obviously, the premier yeah. seven of the game, one of. Um, their team, to me, still just feels Lacks. light. Yeah. It well, just feels li- like, again, this is just 
I, I don't know. There's still an, what I'm trying to say is they still just feel like they're punching above their weight to me. Yeah. Which is I'm, I'm trying to say this in like a positive way. Mm. Like their their team just feels light for how well mm. they're doing. You know what I mean? It feels like they're sort of more they're manly are very ob- obviously invested more so in their uh, upper end players than their. Yeah, there's all there's a lot of like young players covering the gaps. There's not as much middle ground in Manly as there are no. in other teams, you know. Yeah, definitely. And you know, if those players don't play well or don't play, they kind of, you know, those games become increasingly harder. The mm. big games become harder to win for them for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty sound. The one thing I've noticed a lot about Manly this year, and I've said it before, say it again. The pick and stick is something I've not seen Des do much. More in more in the context of the forward pack and the bench. I don't think I've ever I've looked at a team sheet for Manly this year and it's not been unchanged by, you know, yeah, a couple players. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, yeah, they've had like one or two injuries and maybe some Origin. Um, and well, just Jakey with Origin, and obviously the Pride Saga. But I feel like you can't. Build, you can't build something on changing that that lineup every single week. Mm. Like I feel like with Canberra and Ricky Stewart, he picked it, and he picked it, and they just started playing more consistently straight away. Mm. You know, like he was a bit guilty of doing the tossing of players, but he just picked his team. No, nah, this is what we're doing. We're gonna do it every week, and then they've played much better footy since. Well, Melbourne, Penrith, and the Roosters are the three teams that come to mind where you could pretty much name their team sheet every week before it comes out. Definitely. The Tigers, different team every week. Like, yeah, Sharks, you can pretty much name that. Yeah. every Like all those top teams, you would, you know, you can name that whole team sheet straight away. Mm. Um, sometimes the Sharks change up their 14 and their forward options on the mm. bench, but that's one player. They change one player. Yeah. And that's not a starting player. Yeah. You know? Also, obviously, a lot of, a lot of what Manly does, of what, a lot of what Manly do evolves around... Tommy because yes. he obviously is the best player in the world on his day. Yeah. And without him, you know, mm. they're a different side. But I don't know, Manly season, they pretty much bow out now effectively. I think mathematically they're, they're a chance, yeah. but it's very – they have to win by like 200 points. And they need so. everyone else to lose. Um, yeah, they're done. Manly are done. Um, Unfortunately, after the weekend's games, it also looks like the Red V – Red V are out. Efficiently, officially bow out after we, losing to Canberra. Mate, we got what we deserve this year. We did We did a bit of shuffling ourselves, not picking and sticking. We got what we deserved. We took L's, um, you know. And again, this is the third year in a row it's happened. The Dragons have had a player sin bin almost every second game for like a high shot. It happens all it didn't happen against Canberra, but it happens pretty much every other time. Um, so I reckon that's cost us a couple of games throughout the year. Um, Any thoughts on the penalty over the week or the non the last play of the game? Look, by the by, comes around, goes around. Yeah, uh, I just think like we made some good signings this year. We made some good progress, but not playing Sloan was just for me like is a massive thing. Um, and at this point, it's like, well, you're getting us like Anthony Griffin's getting the Dragons there, but like, you know, what is this roster at? Like, who we, who's come? Like, if we lose, what's the plan? Like, what's the plan? Like, 
Oh, like we've got some great young players that everyone's talking about, but you're not playing them. I'd, I'd love know. to see what the plan with Sloan is because he is a throbber of yeah. note. And like, you know, as much as it's good to play like a bit of gritty footy and stay in games, like when they set up at the very start of the year with a very attacking spine and structure, it was like as a fan, like, yeah, I like I like seeing them stay in the game, but it doesn't look like we're – even though we stay in the game, like we still lose. Mm. It's like I would rather watch us actually have a go and play mm. some attacking footy, throw the ball around with some some a good combo of youth and experience. You know, and that doesn't mean you still can't be gritty. Like look at the Cowboys. They throw the ball around better than any team, but they're still gritty in defense. Mm. So, you know, I would love to see a bit of that come into the team because we've got the players to do it. Like Amon scored a hat-trick on the weekend. Is he good? Yeah, he was good. We got no, Lo- like in general. Yeah, he is good. Yeah, he's, he's good. We got Lomax and Suli, who are two great Freaks. centers. Mm. We got Sloan. We got you know Cody Ramsey's been resurgent this year. So like, you know, we've got. It feels like we've got the chips, um, but nothing's happening. So mm. we've got Ben Hunt. Something needs. Something just isn't clicking. Um, is it like? Is it your lack of a, a top quality hooker with the greatest respect to Andrew McCulloch? Yeah, I what are think your thoughts so. about that's that's the glaringly obvious thing I'm, for me I, with the Dragons? I think if the Dragons picked up like a genuine hooker, I a Cam McInnes type player, <laughs> a Cam McInnes type player, Sorry. I think we would be looking like a much better team. And also, we're like picking like a like non ball playing forwards at lock. Do you? Have, is We've De- got DeBellin. DeBellin, yeah. Like, you know, I feel like he's the most obvious choice, but he doesn't play him there. Um, look, I don't know. I don't know what they think, like what the go is, but it just seems like just the, like they're not getting it just right. It's hard as a fan when, like, you obviously can't see what the coach sees. And, yeah. like, from the outside, it just looks fucking stupid. Mm. But it's like... Anthony Griffin knows more about rugby league than I do. Ever will. And ever will. So, yeah, I don't know. It'd just be lovely to be a fly on the wall. Mm. I guess that's kind of, you know, the blessing and curse of being a, of yeah. being a fan. But um, speaking of cursed fans, <laughs> just a segue quickly uh, into the EPL. Oh, yeah. With United right now. Mm. Um, wow. Shockingly poor start. Um, who did they lose to in game week one? So game one, they were two nil to they were losing two nil to Brian at half time, and then it was one two one at full time, so they lost. And then they were losing four nil to Brentford at half time. At half time, they were four nil down. Yeah. So look, like, I I don't know what is going on. Um. Just seems like manager after manager, like the same issues. Like, team so desperately needs to get a CDM, like a proper centre mid, like a genuine, not Fred. You know, not Fred, not like not Van Beek, like proper established centre mid, someone who can command the game. Pogba was supposed to be that guy, Matic. but it turned out, yeah, Maddich did it for a little bit, but like Pogba. Pogba can do the passing, run it, but he's not – he doesn't have the defensive element to him. Um, 
like we need someone who's like defensively sound just to run it, run the middle there. Like I wouldn't even hate to see um, Martinez or like even I wouldn't even mind them experimenting and throwing Lindelof in at CDM Mm. at the moment. Just something different because it's not working. Um, Like McTominay is not developed or been developing at the rate you might want him to. Fred's shocking. Um, So, yeah. You'd think a club like Man United could attract a world-class CDM. No, is Declan Rice not still at fucking West Ham? West Ham. Ham. How is he still there? Mate, he would be... They've been talking about this guy for years. I know. They need need to grab him. Spend whatever. Get yourself an actual... Because all the best... He's English as well. Yeah, all the best teams, all the teams that are going to be in top four in contention this year, they got, think about Liverpool, Fabinho and they got Henderson, two class centre midfielders. Chelsea have Kante, Jorginho. um, Kovacic. Yeah, and then they've, yeah, like quality there. Um, City have Rodri, um, Gundogan. Like, and then they've also got De Bruyne at centre mid, but, you know, he kind of does his own thing. But... Like they've got like quality in the middle, like real quality. Even I would go and say even Leicester have a better midfield than us. They got Indidia, they got Tiedemans. You know, Arsenal will have Thomas Partley, Party, Party, like proper players. Mm. We don't have like we need someone to stand up and be that guy, mm. and no one's doing it. So they got to bring someone in as well. I don't know what they need to do with Maguire, whether they start him, bench him, I don't know. But, like, he's not worked. He's not worked. They need to, they need to take, like, take their loss there. I, take, I reckon, like, take, take an L on Maguire. We've got Varane. We've, like... How the, why was he not playing? I don't, like, I, thought, I don't know. Like, Is he not? Yeah, I forgot he was there. I feel like you've literally got a World Cup winning centre-back there and Champions League winning centre-back. Um... And then you've got Slabhead. Like, who are you starting? And is he fit? I just shoot like he's on the bench. He came on off the bench. Like, I feel like how can you not be fit and be a professional footballer? Like, I thought he was like I just life. went fit as in like injury free. No, he's not injured. And I don't know where Lindelof is. He must be injured as well. But like, <laughs> I feel like Maguire's not, and like it shouldn't be captain either. Like, he's a clown. Like he's probably a great bloke, but I just like it's it's not working. Like nothing's working. Like even Ten Hag said at half time, I would have taken the whole team off if I could. Yeah. So look, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but um, City won again. Liverpool are playing tonight, and then Chelsea and Tottenham drew two two overnight with Conte and Tuchel getting red cards at full time for a little scuffle they started. Um, that's just good footy though. That's, that's good just stuff. entertaining. Oh yeah, they're just they're just providing an element of atmosphere. Well, the they game. do that for the people. Yeah, um, know? and you know, yeah, go for it, boys. Rip and tear, rip eh? and tear. Get into it. I loved it. I watched. It. I was like, like that's a London derby, mate. That's what it's all about, you know. And Conte has coached Chelsea previous. He know, like, you know, he's. He's in it. Mate, that's good stuff. Yeah. A 2-2 as well. Yeah. Massive. Koulibaly with his first goal. Yeah. Koulibaly first goal. Um, what happened to Rudiger, by the way? He was at Real Madrid. He's gone? Free transfer to Real Madrid. I have not been keeping tabs on the Prem in the off-season, as yeah. you can see. Mm. 
Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Like at Barca, they've been talking about players not being able to be registered because um, of the financial fair play regulations. Um, however, like De-, De Jong is coming as like a main source of pain for Barca because they've just agreed to pay this like insane contract to him, like like tens of millions of dollars per year um, that is like huge for compared to anything else. And he's going like, well, I'm not going to leave unless you pay me out this contract. Like, why would I, why would I, why would I leave this club if I'm making this much money? Like, why would I, where would I go? And I can still win trophies here. Yeah. And he's probably happy there. Yeah. And they're kind of like, well, we need you to kind of take a pay cut so that we can sign and like bring in these players to the actual team. And he's like, well, that's a you problem. And there's even other players. I think there's one player, Braithwaite or Brathwaite. Yeah, Braithwaite, who, yeah. Uh, is even on, he's not not registered, I think. Right. Um, and I think even uh, Umtiti, oh, not registered. Really? Yeah, right. For Barca, potentially. So Interesting. Pretty huge. I indicate bigger, better tabs on yeah. world football. Yeah. There you go. It's back. It's back. World Cup in November as well. Same time as Rugby Lag World mm. Cup. So it'll be football and footy. Mm. You beauty, man. How That's good's good. that? And the cricket. <laughs> or cricket World Cup. <laughs> or stop that right now. Cricket World Cup into Rugby League World Cup into Soccer World Cup. Into the World Cup. Oh, uh, yes, please. <laughs> Fuck, we won't have much to talk about. Nah, that'll be shit time for the back page. Oh. <laughs> It'll just be a whole lot. Oh, and you know what? That means there's three World Cup specials coming up for you as well. Yeah. So we should probably do an end of end of year review with Jack. Yeah. After and the, Nathan. Yeah. Or let Four them, people. Or let them battle it out for one spot. <sighs> to be decided. Send in your resumes, boys. <laughs> yeah. Send um, in. Yeah. That's all we've got for you. Uh, music this week. I picked the song. It was actually from this Defined Ones TV show. Um, I thought it was a groovy little track, personally. A little groovy little number. Oh, little, yeah? A little fucking groovy little, groovy little tune, mate. Fucking little hustle and bustle. Move and shake those hips. Yeah, baby. Um, JJ Fad, blame it on the music. M-U-Z-I-C-K. That's right. Uh, that's the song this week. Um, Did you want to tell them what you told me about the song? Oh, it it was produced by – it's like one of the first – Albums as part of like the record label group that Dr. Dre and the members of MWA started. One of their first albums they produced, it was like this all female rap group, and this is one of their songs. Um, Sick. So have a look, check it out, have a listen, enjoy. Um, but until then, that's episode 46, or oh, 48. I'm sorry. 48. 48. Um, I'm Alexander. My name's Cody. Have a great week. Goodbye.